We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. I have today with me Captain Green. Greeny, how are you doing? I am doing very good. Um, I know that this is very high on your list of priorities. This is something you're hanging at the edge of your seat. You need to know. I got the beer and the burrito. So that wow. ship has been, I've been satiated. It is lovely. Was it was it was it worth the wait? Uh, the, they put the wrong salsa on the burrito, but other than that, it was good. <laughs> what salsa did I, they put on it? So I asked for corn salsa, and he put hot salsa. And I remember distinctly looking at the corn salsa, saying "corn salsa, please," and pointing at the corn salsa for emphasis. And this guy just stood behind the counter with a big smile, and then just gave me a big scoop of, of of hot salsa was like there you go and i was like all right we're going down this road thank you for choosing my path i am now going to get heartburn in traffic thank you he, he must have been inspired by your red beard and going this guy looks like he can handle a bit of hot salsa Dude, i'm like a fifth prestige i have like a fifth prestige white palette i can't take any semblance of spice pepper is pepper kicks my ass <laughs> You, you should never travel to Asia or Southeast Asia or any food country that has anything with a that, bit of spice. That's the funny thing. Like, I really enjoy Chinese food and a lot of Jamaican food. I just need to look at. I just like need to. When I call to order Chinese food, I'm like I'm white. I need it like mild. Like really mild. That, I wouldn't even call that mild. I'd call it non-existent. You should try some Szechuan pepper. You should try some really, really subtle vindaloo. Burns both ends. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I'll, I'll add that to the list. <laughs> we, I, I can actually... Oops, sorry. Quick, quick story. I took my wife when we were dating out to a um, Chinese restaurant. They specialized in... Um, chilies and they had the chili ratings from one to five and i wanted a four-star chili crab and the waitress was no no too hot for westerner too hot and i got a three <laughs> chili thing and all it literally was was chicken strips with um pepper and thousands of chilies that were deep fried and served on rice and it burnt it burnt eating it burnt <laughs> it burnt everywhere i like spicy food so that was something well we, we've never gone back my wife didn't enjoy that very strong i used to work in a grocery store and we had a whole bunch of really really high scoville hot sauces uh, i think it was like one and a half million scoville so i worked the closing shift which meant i worked with a good group of morons so one night there was absolutely nothing nobody going in and out of the store so my boss comes over a big scottish guy named andrew he's like mike are you an adventurous lad? And in my mind, two voices come up. Okay, Mike, you can go down this road and you can not be a bitch. Or you can sit here at the register and just play it off. And my mind immediately went, yeah, well, you're not a bitch. So, you know, we, we ended up going down and trying the hot sauce. And then 35 minutes later, I was drinking a gallon of milk and crying in the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, so, I... Sounds like your first date. I kept my honor. Um, Lost my dignity, though. Uh, oh, that, was, that was not oh, good. 
Speaking of honour and dignity, we we are we are joined by a special guest. You may know his voice from previous episodes. Welcome back to our special guest for this week, Bex underscore O seven. G'day, gentlemen. How are you today? The um, one, the only, sexy Bexy returns to the podcast. I am ecstatic. <laughs> I can actually empathise with you a bit, Greeny, because um, I'm. Uh, a very, very pale white man as well, and I cannot stand pepper or anything spicy on my food. Get out. Get I, out. I, I, look, it's true. And, I, like, I remember once I was at a restaurant in Jindabyne uh, and they, I ordered a salt and pepper squid, and it was delightful. Don't get me wrong, but every mouthful was like torture. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't stop eating it because it was so good. But I'm just going, fuck, why do they have to make it painful to eat? <laughs> so I... I Similar story, and then we can then we can go on. I think that this is a World of Warships podcast. I it is. I don't no, I've, I've got one more story about food, but let, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we, we digress. So, well, it's like a salt um, and pepper squid. It's like a kraken, right? Yeah. Mm. My I when I was growing up, I was friends with some English people. First mistake. Second mistake. I assume because they were English, they had they, they always had like chicken marsala and like a whole bunch of just really bland stuff at their house. So I was just like, okay, I, you know, these are my people. This is fine. I don't have to, I don't have to ask, Hey, is this going to make me shit liquid fire in five minutes? So I was young and naive and they called me. They're like, Mike, do you want to go to an Indian restaurant? And because I was young and naive, I was just like India and China are kind of close to each other. I really like Chinese food. It can't be that bad. <laughs> so we get there into the restaurant. Indian food's beautiful, but you have to be aware of some things. I was unaware. So I got traumatized by the first thing that got put in front of me. And long story short, I just ended up eating bread and drinking Sprite for the rest of the night. That not that non bread came in clutch, but everything else I was I I, I couldn't do it. I didn't have some. They they put the loo in Vindaloo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why why didn't you get some beautiful curry, or you could you could have had like um chicken tandoor. That that's just beautiful meat. That uh, you it's not even in spice. You can get, you could have got a dal. There's no spice in that. Butter chicken. Butter chicken's not spicy at all. It's beautiful. Green green. No, I. Like I said, I was young, naive, and I got traumatized. I flew too close to the sun on the first dish, so I just kind of shut down. I've got a question for you quickly, Greeny. Now, I was just doing clan battles with um, clan PP4L, and I was surprised we talked. You know what Nutella is, yes? Yes. Yes, and we. I said said that um, I bought one of my family members a Nutella donut, and... Because they're, they're, they're actually very popular here in the um, land of Upside Down Land. And um, you guys don't have Nutella donuts over there. Big donut filled with chocolate Nutella and covered with lots of, I'd say, cinnamon sugar on the outside. Oh, we have those. This this is America. You, If, if you remember you correctly... Sure, every other American said they hadn't heard of it before. They're just communists. They're from communist states. I don't know. I have them. <laughs> they're local. <laughs> the only difference in America would be double deep fried, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, double that's what I was just gonna lead into. I was just gonna say we fucking there there's double fried donuts here. Oh, there's so much dumb shit. 
Anyway, you, you, you I, had a spicy I, I'm a, story on the Spicy Story podcast. No, I, I, I want my, I want my. I'm going to send that Greeny a care package of items that you can get in Australia. They don't have chicken salt in the United States, so I'm going to send him some chicken salt. Mm. Did I lose everyone right. there? No, the 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 micro the fucking. The, the bug is still on my computer that I'm attempting uh, to find. Gr- I, I, Greeny's I, infected. Greeny's infected while his PC is. I have COVID. I have computer COVID. No, I picked up a keylogger, and it's just pressing a whole bunch of buttons, and I have to counteract <laughs> what it presses and does. <laughs> that doesn't sound no. like a keylogger. It's not logging very well if it's pressing your keys. No, because I, I think I caught, like, a lobotomized keylogger. Because when I was playing WoWs, I was typing out messages and stuff, and then I'd tab back into Discord, and then my, my and then it would just type back out the message. So I'm like, okay, I've got something here. But now it's just going ape shit because I haven't typed anything. My keyboard's actually unplugged. Um, and now it's like it's my backslash is my mute button for Discord. There's like 1,500 backslashes in in my discord bar that that it's typed out it just tried uh, to alt tab yeah i don't know what this thing's doing that's okay i can understand now we know we've got a backslash in the agenda just a quick runs up uh, heads up before we dive into the episode next episode episode 20 i'll be giving away a tier 8 boat or less of the winner's choice we have sort of come up with a way of the idea the competition can work so but stay tuned for next week we'll come up we'll just we'll articulate how you enter this competition for a boat did you go with my suggestion what was your suggestion again that it only be open to former hosts. <laughs> oh, mm. Jesus. Um, mm. No, no. And funnily yeah. enough, we'd have to redraw because the host wasn't, the, the host didn't enter. Ah, oh, well. Mm. This week's, this right. week for this episode, as Greeny mumbles in the background, uh, we're looking at our favourite topic, submarines. Now, Submarines were announced back on the 12th of September 2019, so we, we've been in two and a half years of development purgatory. Now that date was sourced from the wiki. The article that um, initially announced it and a lot of their gameplay and how they were meant to function and envisaged has been removed from the wiki. Their links, the links that they went to, have they been removed? So for this submarine special, I, I, I couldn't delve into how they originally wanted to have them interact with the vessels because all those links have been removed unfortunately but we do have some positives we'll go through the positives with uh, Bexie and Greeny well yeah I mean I, I wrote this brief list of positives because I figured if we're gonna dump on these things we may as well say there are some things that are actually pretty good um there <laughs> there aren't many but <laughs> there are some. And and obviously the, the one thing that's been kicked out of the park, the art department's just done a great job modelling the modeling the boats. Uh, they yep. look fantastic. Um, the animation when the thing's bobbing around in the water, I love it. It looks fantastic. And uh, the underwater environment, also excellent. Uh, I guess uh, terrain evasion is a little bit strange. Oh, that's, that's terrible. For a, for a surface vessel... It is absolutely terrible that I'm being... It looks like I've got clear that the coastline next to an island is clear and yet I'm hitting an underwater rock. Yeah, I I understand it's there to make it interesting for submarines, but I'm beached. I'm suddenly broadside because I didn't expect there to be a 
a coral reef underneath me because there's no indication on the map and I'm suddenly dead. Well, I'm I'm hoping they'll uh, they'll release a map that's got like a Thor's Twins channel run that you can do at some stage. That'd be <laughs> nice. Um, oh, but the, the, um, that's good. The depth charge animations uh, from the surface vessels, really, yeah. really good. Um, but uh, like you've noted there, there's no hit markers. Um, and that's really, from my perspective at least, about the only positives I can find with subs. Uh, oh, I've, I've got one extra positive. I, some, some of them have secondary guns. I have seen screenshots of a submarine getting a secondary close kill. Close quarters kill, yeah. Yep, yep. That, that, make, that makes me smile, but that's about it for me. Do some, do some of them double as AA guns or not? I uh, no, I don't no. think any sub is any AA guns. Right. Okay. Something else I'd like to add in the vein of um, ASW weapons and depth charges is all of the different common types, other than hedgehogs, of depth charge launchers have been pretty accurately put into the game. Which I, yep. as a fat historian nerd, love. I love the Smallins. I love because again, those are different. Uh, different. The Druid has a different one. Oh, um, the vamp the vampires one's awesome. Yeah. Mortar. Yep. They're they're all very, very interesting and they've all pretty accurately modeled. And even the Albings, like for the German one, that they fire off from the sides and they actually go a fair way out to the side. They're not just dropped off the sides, they're ejected to the side of the vessel amidship. It's actually pretty cool. Wouldn't it be good though? Like and this is the thing. That when you're dropping those depth charges, you don't know what their area of effect is. Oh, you don't even know where they're going to go. Like, you, you're going to yeah. a DD, I've got two subs, I've got to engage it. Which way, where am I, are they going to go behind me, just roll off? Are they going to shoot up into the air? Are they going to shoot off sideways? Are they going to shoot off forward? Like, if I'm in a DD, whenever there's a sub, first thing I do is press G to see where my depth charges go. But we should have an animation that you can control via the mini-map of like your radius for Hydra. So you should be able to turn on those zones for where they're going to be dropped. Well, that, that is... Sorry, go on, Greg. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, uh, in the same vein of what I was saying, that is exactly what I was going to follow with as well. There's still absolutely no reticule, no marker, no nothing, which I, I wanted to list in the negatives, but we kind of got into here. Um... I, I'm again fat nerd. I knew what a lot of them did. I knew generally how far they were going to go. Not a lot of other people would have been able to guess that. Like and I think that that's a really bad design choice. Considering I, I like I won't, I won't go I won't go into my thought there, but um, just I'll, I'll go into the negative shortly. But like for the Halland Smulland and the fo forward firing mortars. The ideal range is 800 metres to a kilometre, but I've worked that out by literally going up to an island and seeing the distance from it and then working out the range where you fire your depth charge. Like, you've just got to work it out, but it, it's something that they should have. It's been asked for numerous times, I believe. And, no. and not only that, especially with the, with the Dutch ships, but also with things like the... Um What's that Russian tier 10 cruiser? Um, not the Petro, the other one. Uh, the Nevsky. The Nevsky, Nevsky, thank you. The Nevsky. So that's got a forward fire, forward firing um, mortar. <laughs> does it? It does, yeah. Um, but, it, but it fires straight out the front, just like the, the other ones. And they're clearly a rotating armament. Um, now, every armament on, the, on these ships rotates. The secondary batteries rotate. The main batteries rotate. Why the hell don't the submarine ones rotate? Oh yes, like the top, the, even the torpedo tubes rotate. So I mean, you know, unless unless they're underwater ones, of course. 
So, and these are clearly rotating turrets, but they don't, they don't so they're, they're working on the submarine gameplay, but they're neglecting the surface ship gameplay, yep. which is there to counter it. And that's why there's not enough effective counter to these submarines. When tier 10 submarines are inherently powerful, they should have a significant threat from a tier 10 destroyer. Well, they should have a threat from any vessel that detects them. But let, before we delve into any of these, let's talk about what we think are some of the negatives for submarines in our game. Well, matchmaking is the, the one that probably bothers me the most, um, more than anything else. I, I hate, yeah, I hate that it takes, that they take up, um, up BB. to two spots. Well, actually, can they have three? I, I did. I think I, I've, 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 heard, I've heard people saying they've seen three. I've never seen three yeah, personally. I haven't, but... I haven't seen it yet either. No, but um, so, so generally they're making it a 10v10 plus two subs, um, which is obviously going to dramatically affect how that game goes, especially on a big map. Um, it's a, the, it's, the, it's the worst problem. ones currently are one CV, two subs, four DDs per team. So already that's seven vessels are taken up by things that you probably can't detect. You probably get one one cruiser and then the remaining four boats are BBs and they're like, oh, gee, I'm going to get farmed by everything. Yeah, I, I played I played a, a Slava game today. Actually, that was two CVs, five destroyers, two submarines. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, gee, Willikers. I can't wait to get my interaction. Let's go. Let's and, play the game. And before oh, we, I'm bef dead. Before we even talk about um, the rest of the negatives, there, I know in the dev blog there was massive fanfare that um, the next patch coming this week, it's going to be matchmakers being reworked. So it will be if you get some um, submarines will take the destroyer spots, slots, etc., etc., but that's based on the queue time of the submarine. So if Greeny goes, I'm going to take out my druid here, a bit of fun, I've dropped into a game, I've waited two seconds, but the enemy sub waited four minutes, suddenly those cap timers are gone, you get two subs, four DDs, two CVs, and you're back. It's based upon which vessels waited the longest in the queue. So not about you, the player, when you join, whichever boat's been longest in the queue, so... You're still going to get these situations rise commonly enough, I personally believe. Well, especially in our time zone, and especially if subs do what I think they'll do, and that is to drive uh, a significant portion of people away from the game. So you're going to reduce, potentially reduce the population. Uh, maybe I'm wrong there. I'd like to think I'm wrong, but uh, I don't reckon I am. And uh, and then if you go into the time zone, like in Australia, New Zealand, uh, we've already got a short, a small amount of players. So getting those three, four, five minute matchmaking. Uh, cues isn't uncommon. No. Uh, detectability of submarines, surfaced and underwater. What do you guys think of that? That's we've marked that down as a negative. Uh, it's. Sorry, go on. Yep. No, no, you go. You're the guest. Guest first. <laughs> okay. Well, I. I mean, obviously, it's a problem because of the um, the detectability whilst snorkeling. So uh, all of a sudden, the DD isn't the best spotter on the team. Uh, and uh, and he's got no way of knowing where that threat is coming from either. So it's it, it makes life, the already very difficult life of a DD, especially in high tier games, even more difficult. Uh, and so that's why, you know, you, with lack of spotting, you've got, you got people lack of, uh, lack being, people aren't being aggressive because they're obviously terrified of the torpedo threat. And, uh, and it turns into an SEA style game where everyone's, you know, firing from max range. Well, we, we, you already have, a, um, as you said, the zone of control. Um, but 
think about it just think about it in terms of tier 10 and tech tree how many dds really have hydro as a default you've got the royal navy you've got the german um no one else yep that's it we're talking tech tree so i know like there are some specials that will have them like druid etc and other ones but uh, for it, like some like sherman etc will have it but tech tree it's a, it's about it so if you're in a gearing if you're in a, a yu yang yeah you've got the um you got the helen but it doesn't have hydra you got the smolent special it's got radar um but again you pop your radar on a ragnar or smolent sub i'm detected he dives <laughs> and uh, one thing we didn't talk about in the negatives is the speed of submarines underwater. Like, I, I could be 2Ks from a submarine, it gets detected, I don't have Hydro. I go over there to their last direction, or if he's been ASW'd by BB, I follow the oil slicks. The submarine is moving as fast underwater as I am in a destroyer on top of it. I get there to depth charge. It is gone. It rises two hex squares over to the right and then torp torpedoes a BB from shotgun range. It, it, the, the torpedo, the underwater speed of submarines is a big, big issue. And I'm like, look, we've seen the dev blog for one of the test boats that came out. What was it, 53 knots? Oh, yeah. Geez. And, and that's, is that taking the captain skill into account? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. These would be their base <laughs> ones. So, so that's that's a fast boat. That's stupidly fast boat. That's that's made to shotgun ships. That's also not engineering. It's not mechanically possible at the time. But I, I've already accepted that this. Yeah, yeah look, game is we, 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 this isn't a this isn't a simulator. I know I'm in the arcade game, and the, the destroyers have to have a bit of survivability. I don't mind that, but there should be some there should be some impetus. Like if you there should be maybe a consumable of go fast underwater that disables your torpedoes for sixty seconds or something like that, like where they can't shoot or thirty seconds because sixty is probably a long time. Something that penalizes them for going at max speed at at maximum depth. But there's none of that, and they're just bringing in faster underwater vessels. It, it's it's a joke. Like BBs are going to have to. ASW anything on it and even by the time the ASW planes that these DDs could be completely out of those um, depth charge zones when um, those planes come in well I'd, I'd be curious to know and I don't, I don't know if you know this Greeny but um, like the torpedoes some of these torpedoes do like 80 knots as well was that is that historically accurate uh, no I'm waiting uh, for the I'm waiting for the defective um, magnetic torps that a lot of the nations had at the commencement of the Second World War. No, where... I mean it it depends because there, there's a lot of different submarine propulsion plants, for lack of a better term, uh, power plants used, um, and it really depended on what you wanted to do with the submarine. Like a lot of airdrop torpedoes used a specific pro, uh, propellant system, which was essentially just stripped down, light. And effective because you know it's an airdrop weapon while a lot of the more submarine uh torpedoes were a lot more comprehensive they and they could also be set to different speeds uh as well but no none of them push the 80 knots or anything modern torpedoes will there's a, a mark 48 which is which was designed to chase down the alpha which was one of the fastest submarines ever built and that i think that thing clocked in at 47 knots underwater and the uh, Mark 48 fucking caught it, which is fucking insane. I believe uh, the, no. 
I believe the Royal Navy's, I think, is, is it the Tigerfish? was also a stupidly fast one. That's a modern torpedo. Oh, I love, yeah. Can I call it the Tiger 59 torpedo? <laughs> <laughs> the only way you get a kill using a <laughs> yeah the the mark 48 is very interesting and i and i caught the um hunt for the red october earlier i actually watched that movie recently uh the thor's twins comment it's it's very interesting to learn about the modern day submarines and uh their weapons but no world war ii submarines and and, and torpedoes no 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 Something, something that's probably accurate, and we've marked this down as a negative, is shotgun torpedoes, where a, a submarine will rise under 2k, about 1k from a vessel, blow its entire load at you at point blank, and sink a DD cruiser, or even a battleship if the BB is low enough. Um, I, I Personally, I don't mind this, because it's not homing, and I find the more skillful submarine players actually do this because they've learned by pinging a boat that boat knows that there's a submarine whereas if you're coming up you're undetected because remember you've got better detectability than dd so you're getting close to your target and you can if especially if the target's being passive you go underwater you rise up um you're gonna you're gonna absolutely wreck them um so shotgun torpedoes has become a lot more prevalent i've seen have you guys seen much of it oh hell yeah i mean this seems to be the primary the primary way it's used as far as i'm concerned I, you see so many submarines so they will basically once they get into detection range of any cap then they'll go deep um run their battery for as long as they can to get through to the the back lines and hunt down any you know uh, long-range battleships or CVs that happen to get in their way. I, I actually find that's a poor way to play running your battery deep. But the better players I've seen will stay in front of their vessels. They'll they'll go down. They'll shotgun the ship, and then they'll surface again because they've got that spotting zone. I, I find don't, the ones, don't disagree with you, but you're seeing that happen a lot, regardless. Yeah. I, I yeah, that that reminds me of the early days of the game where people went down to ten line in the DD because they were going to go snipe the CV. It seems to be that stupid mentality that I can have an influence by just diving deep and going beneath it. But it, all you're doing is removing your resource of staying underwater when it's required. Because by the time you get into a gunfight, you've got no battery. And then you're dead. And then sure, you, have, I, you have no disengage. You're committed to the fight you're in. Correct, and then, correct. And then when you type in your, your team chat of, I've tried, everyone just gives you a complimentary report. No support. The, the no other support. thing, yeah, there, there's that. and. The other thing that a lot of submarines don't really take into consideration when it comes to the utilization of their battery is the fact that the second you are on the surface, uh, th this is actually a message from all surface ship players to anybody who plays submarines. The second you surface and we know where you are, there's a million planes coming at you and <laughs> we don't, we hate you. It's going to hit you. <laughs> So having that ability to disengage and everything with the batteries running, you know, either running deep if you're, you know, moronic or just running around under the surface of the water, yeah. that is a very, very valuable resource. Given the opportunity, everybody playing a surface ship will nail you to a wall. We don't care. They will. And um, talking about of counters like deep, like I know DDs aren't <coughs> the premier choice for engaging submarines because they don't have hydro or they get blapped when they're outspotted. But I was watching the official North American whale stream this past week and they were doing a training room where they took out um, DDs versus submarines. Submarines stayed at 
periscope depth and they were hydro lit. I watched, I think it was Askans, he dropped 16 depth charges from a druid to kill a, 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 a submarine. 16 depth charges. And they were they weren't even missing like they weren't far out to the zone. They were literally over it. Yeah, they got low hit points, but uh, it, it, like what do you do if the sub's turning and engaging? Your hydro goes down, you've got no way of countering. He he can rise up, shotgun torp you, and you're absolutely effed. I've got a screenshot somewhere of uh, a situation I was in once where a submarine was um, not a periscope, one below, but I was right on top of him in a Grozovoy. He was stationary, I was stationary. I dropped a total of, well, I got a total of 18 depth charge hits on him, and I was right above him, and Grozovoy depth charges don't go far. Uh, so, and I don't know if that, if there is a, if the damage model changes, the, you know, if the depth charges. I, I think it does. I think, I think there's a de damage model like close in and further right, expanding, right. but they haven't well, really articulated that well other than verbally. Right. Well, I was right on top of this guy and I got 18 hits and uh, I, I didn't even get the kill. As a matter of fact, it was an airstrike from a BB that finished him off. But I, I just thought that's, that's absurd. It, it, it just, it shouldn't be that difficult. Um, and, uh, and that's the other thing that bothers me too with that, you know, you're talking about the, you know, having battery going deep and you can escape any situation. Yep. That's true. And I think that's a problem about a, a destroyer has got a smoke screen for the same thing, but that doesn't guarantee him a, a get out of jail free card. That just, no, it doesn't, you know, but, but with the submarine, that is a guaranteed get, get out of jail free card. Unless the submarine's a poor player and he wasted all his battery getting into that encounter in the first instance. Absolutely, yes. At that, at that point, it just kind of seems like it's, I don't want to say a skill check, but it. I think that it... it uh, people people because, play selfishly, though. So, you know, so, like, whilst you, while what you're saying is absolutely true, you should preserve your battery life for those sort of situations. Plenty of players just want to go and get the glory shot. And, it uh, is. And we're going to see, and you see it all. You see it all the time, every day with destroyer players. You know, they, but you've got to treat your submarine like like a, a, a DD in effect. A DD, you wouldn't sail straight up the middle of the map to try and sink something at the back. You have to pick and choose your fights, and that's the same with the submarine. Um, you should pick and choose your fights. You shouldn't go straight through the enemy lines. You should be, if your team's focusing something, you could be the one that's lighting it from 5.5Ks, nothing can see you, and your team can farm him into oblivion. But a lot of submarines don't realise that they control that vision as well. As I said, the better players I've seen stay on the surface. They just spam their torps and they're undetected, well, not even pinging. Let me, tell, let me talk about something else that's, which I really hate about this ship. Um, or this class, is that they can be sailing perpendicular to an enemy fleet uh, and just be ping spamming and be effectively unhittable. Like, yes, it'll show the little flash on the water where the ship was, but if you're sailing perpendicular to them, very unlikely they're actually going to hit you with uh, with airdropped depth yep. charges. Uh, and so you can just damage control farm these ships and nothing is going to make a BB turn around and run the other way quicker than being ping farmed. Um, so you can, all on your own, you can just, you can stop and advance. Speaking speaking of that, we've got ping spam. Now, when I, when I have... I haven't dabbled with submarines probably in about three months. But when I did, that's one of my joys. You just ping spam. You, you can't shoot your torpedoes, but you would ping spam a BB or a cruiser. And that's a horrible one, position to be in because you've got no counterplay as a BB or a cruiser. But once again, pings and locks are yet another thing stacked on top of a DCP to manage. Yeah, it is another well, that, that, that's, DCP to manage. That, that is, it that is, is, that is absolutely 
terrible game design. That is... I, I've got it further down as a point here, but that the ping is linked to a DCP and a ping can be sent every couple seconds. It is terrible game design. Um, it, at least when you get fires or floods, there's a check. It's not guaranteed, you know? Um, there, there's still the roll. Uh, every time a shell hits, every time a torpedo hits, calculations are made. There's no calculations when a ping hits you. It's bada bing, bada boom. That section's green now. Oh, but then, that, sorry, go. Can we just talk about the ridiculousness of it, though? Like a damage control party is a is a is a group of sailors on a ship, and their job is to go put out fires or arrest flooding. When but ha- have so, you seen when you're ping spammed, your sailors get is, over the sides. They 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 scrub the hull. They scrub the hull. They get some soap out. They're scrubbing the hull. Just get so get away, get... you filthy thing. Get out of here. <laughs> get away. Just the absurdity oh. of it. I mean, look, I know that there's so much absurd shit in WoWs now. I mean, the, you know, the funny button might be the most recent. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, but I just I don't understand how they thought that was a good idea. Uh, once again, in that vein, banging around at the speeds that these subs are going and banging and banging around with active sonar pinging is a very, 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 very... Very, very quick way to die in a submarine during See, this time period. I, I don't get rid of ping spam. Get rid of ping spam. Homing torpedoes. I don't. They're great. If you if you have homing torpedoes equipped and you're locked on an X target, they should act like a homing torpedo, not because you're pinging it, because the torpedo itself is homing, um, and it should follow some sort of mechanics. The torpedo will turn. Then after after like ten seconds of being active, it will go on that line forever. Um, that kind of thing. So have homing torpedoes. Don't have ha- homing torpedoes because you're spamming a target. The torpedo continuously turns into a 90-degree arc as it gets closer. That That is absolutely, again, poor game design. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pink spam, DC f- damage control farming. That... Did you just have a long week at work? Is that why you is that why you put submarines up on the board for this week? Did you just no, like, you got something no. to get off your chest? I, I got triggered when I streamed. Not this most weekend. The weekend before, I, I was in a game in a flint. It was a close game. Um, <laughs> we we could have we could have potentially won it, and I. I like I used smoke to disengage. I was drawing depth charges. They weren't even though it was sub underneath me. They was low. Didn't kill him. And through my smoke moving at full speed, I was being ping-spammed. I DCP'd from two subs. A few seconds later, I was ping-spammed again. And then I, and I've evaded the first set of torps from the DCP. And then within 10 seconds, because my DCP lasts for five, I'm ping-spammed through my smoke moving. I'm not detected. And these torps come in from everywhere. It's like, what's my counterplay? Like, it, it is literally nothing. Then pick up my monitor, throw it through a window and uninstall the game and never want to go near it again like that is that would be a more fun encounter than dealing with that actual poor game design crap maybe wargaming have got to deal with like uh asus you know they can sell sell more monitors you know because people are throwing their monitors yeah or a a fucking liquor brand or something you know just (laughs) 
to fucking get people to cool off. I'm stressed. I'm going to go have a shot. Oh, try World of Warships brand tequila. Here you don't, go. Brand. Don't get me I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've had great ones where I've, I've killed absolute people that don't understand submarine mechanics. Like I've got double strikes with um, a Yugamo depth charging two submarines that were in a div together, sitting in the same spot together underwater as they were hydroed. And I just sat on top of them and killed both of them with depth charges. Like, um, it works both ways, but when you're in a surface vessel and you're meant to have equipment or tools, because my fleet was running hydro, but as the sub goes deep, couldn't see him, but he was still able to do whatever he was outside the hydro range. He could still send a ping me and send those homing torps. I've already used my DCP. It's on cooldown for, what, 45 seconds or 60 seconds on the flint. I, I had nothing then trying to dodge these torpedoes that were constantly coming through my own smoke. So if the, I think I'm an okay player at this game. Now, I can imagine there'd be people that would literally just uninstall the game because what, why get griefed by something you can't even play? Like, CVs annoy people, but CVs, at least you have some ships that have AA. Um, you can apparently use your A or D or your speed keys to avoid torps by dodging um, or strikes. But at least you have some control but against a good submarine player or the pingers that are in close, you've got nothing but violence against your own computer. So yeah, that that's the that's a very good point. If you run into a lobotomite sub player, and I hate to use that term, but if you run into a really really bad sub player, they are very easy to counter because you 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 can. There's ways you can isolate them. There's ways you can see where they are because. Again, they're not going to be playing this up to its strengths. If you have somebody playing this up to its strengths, you are going to die. You are going to punch a hole in your monitor or you're going to punch a hole in something else. It is not fun. Mm. I, I've had days where uh, I just got crip walked at by a submarine in my midway. I was just like, all right, that's all right. Bye. I'm not playing this game tonight. Goodbye. I'm going to I'm going to go do something more productive. Yeah. I'm and not dealing with this. I, and, and like There'll be lots of players that like that. I personally think uh, this is going to this is going to be for the end. But um, I think they're really hurting. I don't know how many people they're, they're engaging, but they're bringing in the class that maybe two percent of the player base maybe want or care about. Do they really want to potentially hurt a game that a lot of people still play and enjoy to bring in another class? And yeah, they, they've spent two and a half years. That's why I looked up when they started development. So September 12th or announcement 2019. Do they really want to hurt? They've spent a lot of time and effort and R&D on this, but at, at what cost are they willing to push it through? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I wish, we, I wish we had access to the to the numbers, but we don't. But I, I, I'd be very curious to know how the uh, the player numbers are in ranked battles. Because obviously there's a lack of submarines in rank battles and, and a fairly <laughs> limited number of CVs generally. Um, I'd be curious to know what the uptake of people playing ranked is since submarines have been commonplace. Uh, I'm I'm willing to speculate that ranked is getting a lot more use. Or even special game modes like dirigible dervy or convoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and which is where subs should be, isn't it? I agree. Um, they shouldn't be in a in a format that's going to affect people's statistics, uh, the matchmaking. Um, that's 
I, I think there's a place for subs in this game. I think Wargaming can salvage that, but uh, it's not in random battles. It certainly isn't in competitive. Oh, well. Sorry, Bexico. Well, it's just, it's going to happen. They're going to end up in competitive one day, and it's, it's you know, it's going to be Armageddon. Clan battles at 20. Oh, the submersible whale. Can you be Captain Nemo and you get two submarines per side in a 7v7 format with no BBs and no CVs, one destroyer, and um, cruisers just to torpedo the fun out of? But can you imagine how good it would be to have like a North Atlantic convoy mission? where you go in as one of five Wolfpack submarines, you know, all player-controlled, against a fleet of, I don't know, 20 merchants with an escorting fleet of five or six destroyers or corvettes, that would actually be a bit of fun. Oh, that would. And we the next patch is bringing the convoy mode, I believe, where it goes down three different pathways. That would actually be good. And you'd, Well, then what counter would the merchant ships or defending force have against submarines? Uh, maybe their own submarines that move underwater at 70 knots, but... Um, it's yeah look I, I don't think it's randoms I don't think it's competitive I, I think it's a bit of a bust but look my opinion's not the greater opinion even though we seem to be a a pretty vocal group on all platforms um, you don't see many people that are that are defending him do you they're, they're, look there's there's a few people that enjoy the class and kudos to them that some of them are quite good um, some of them aren't quite good but um but they're few and far between. Like, you, you chat in anyone's, like, Twitch or YouTube, and most people loathe, loathe the class. I think it's a very vocal minority that enjoy the class, so... I'm, I'm willing to wager that the, that the percentage of people who play WoWs that would defend the position of submarines would probably be equal to the number of people in general society that have some sort of brain injury. <laughs> Oh, okay. Me saying lobotomite doesn't seem that bad now. Okay, I can <laughs> add lobotomite to the to the useless. Oh, and my our last our last negative because that we we did discuss the lack of effective counterplay. There are still ships with no or zero anti-submarine warfare. Looking at you Dutch cruisers, well, you get an airstrike when they're on the surface. Um, the Leon, uh, I forgot which other. There's, there's a couple of ships that have zero ASW. I think the FR-25 doesn't have, oh, if, if I remember correctly. Oh, my God. Achieved the poor FR-25. I, I think I think when I checked after two months on uh, Wales numbers of the leaderboard, the FR-25 had only 10 people that played over 20 games. So that I'm going to... I'm going to get that ship, and I'm going to play it just to leaderboard it, just to say I have something to leaderboard. I'll laugh if you're last on that leaderboard. Dude, fucking dog water <laughs> FR25 stats. Here we go. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, if, you, if you average 30k, you'll probably be Unicum. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I, there, there, I can do that. There are ships with no anti-submarine warfare, so... Look. As somebody... There, no as counter, somebody who... Sorry. No, I'm, I, I keep stepping. Again, I keep getting muted and unmuted. Um, as somebody who's recently played through carriers, speaking of no counterplay, um, hello? Not, not that I'm a carrier main, not, not that I'm a carrier god, but there's it's very interesting to interact with submarines from a carrier perspective. Look, I, um, I, pers I personally think they should. This, this is a short-term thing. Early on, DD's had Radar Direction Finder on submarines even underwater i reckon 
it's remember this isn't a realistic game it's not a simulator it's an arcade i believe dd should get rdf back to spot submarines underwater yeah that would uh, that would actually make sense then they can actually be effective in that role with, that Correct. they're designed to do Correct. If the if submarines can travel underwater at max speed and generate sound, oh, we're not caring about sound because it's a, it's an arcade. Then arcade it. Um, the DD should know when there is a threat close to him, and what direction. Ah, oh, but yes, we we talked about the positives of the art department. It's been well, we've seen three years, close to three years of development, and the underwater environment. What do you guys think of the underwater state? We talked about Thor's twins. I've actually seen some of the underwater environment. It actually is quite pretty underwater, uh, looking um, at your vessel and so forth. Do you, do you think it's been well worth it? Well, for submarine players, I think it's a pretty environment. It's great. It, no, they've they've nailed it. Actually, I've um, I have played. The odd sub game, um, mostly for like naval battles, um, just to get some cheap uh, cheap stars, and uh, it's yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've I think as I said before, the art art department never let us down with this game. Um, the ship models are fantastic, and the underwater environment again, excellent. Yep, I I really like it as well. The it's really it really feels like you're skulking about down there when you're down at the uh, even at the deep depths or even just below periscope depth. I really, really like the. Way I really like that effect with the um, the, that effect with the. What, I can't remember what the consumable the consumable is, but the one that's like a sonar ping. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's and, and you see the up. and you see the ghost of the ship on the surface above you. It's that's pretty cool. And that updates on the mini map for everyone as well, which is pretty neat. But I, I won't harp on about the islands underwater. We've discussed that, but that, that's something that needs correction or some sort of visual indicator for surface vessels. Now, I know we've touched upon this, but this, this is a bit of a doozy question. Are the interactions between surface vessels and submarines fair and engaging? I put in the word fair because, in essence, when this game came out, there were four classes. BBs, cruisers, destroyers, and CVs. I'm not talking about rake, uh, rock, paper, scissors. I don't care about that. But everything could... And in a timely fashion, could strike at one another. DDs made mistakes; they got spotted. CVs would be lit. BBs and cruisers could be lit and shoot at one another. Uh, do you think this class of submarines is fair and engaging to both sides? It's not only to the surface vessel, but for submarines, because if if you're a poor player, you could come up between four BBs and absolutely get clapped by ASW. Is is the class working? Well, I think we can all agree that it's not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's not fair. I mean, it can be engaging, but most of the time, it's it's really not. Um, the fact that you can disengage without consequence uh, is a real problem with that with that ship. Um, yep. So it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything, or it costs you a, a, a you know thirty seconds of uh, of battery. But that, that's really not a big cost when you've got seven minutes of it up your sleeve. Yep. Uh, and you're able to recharge it. You know, once you use a consumable in a in a DD, once you use a smoke, that's it. You can't recharge that smoke. You know, you've got a you might have two or three of them and that's it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they're fair and engaging at all. But um, like I said, I think they've got a place. Um, but I don't I don't think it's in PvP. 
Yeah, and I used an example that even against a CV, a surface vessel can apparently just dodge a destroy. Is it? Is there anything either of you can think of that would improve interactions between all other classes and submarines? Like, if there's one thing that would improve these the interaction in general? I think the visibility on submarines needs to be looked at and readjusted. Um, when they're on the surface or at periscope depth? Because on the in, surface, they can be radar. The minute they go at periscope, the radar doesn't detect the periscope anymore, even if it's like three k's away. Uh, I'm, I'm talking mainly about under the surface. Um, once, once again, fat history nerd, I know this isn't a simulator, but w once again, submarines still make noise when they're under the surface. It, you can still find them. Yep. Um, and, I, and I think that if the underwater detection parameters were changed or varied depending on the speed and depth of the submarine. I think that would be something that's interesting. Um, and I think that'd be good as well. I understand submarines having really short surface detects and really short detects when they're at periscope depth. Because um, again, they're, they're small. You know, it's 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 difficult to see them. I can understand that, but uh, underwater, I think the detection system is just downright egregious. Or the yeah, yeah. I uh, how would I improve it? Yeah, detectability. Even if it was on par with the DD, um, if it was worse than the DD, or it was equal to say five four five five at top t uh, top tier of a shimmer or five six they could still dive they, they can get out of there they're still going to spot cruisers a lot more um it's just making them a little bit more even because at the moment yeah yeah it, if you've if you've got a um uh, just say a Z Z fifty two or something that's spotted at six Ks. You can push him with your Hydra. He just dies deep, or he keeps you lit, and his team can wreck you as well. Because you literally have to be over him to get your depth charges into play. So the detection's probably the key thing. I I think it um, would help a lot as well if the ability to ping a, another ship wasn't something you could do three hundred and sixty degrees. If you narrowed that down to the uh, Forward the, arc, the, rear the arc. Forward, forward or rear arcs of the tubes, that would have a, a massive difference, make a massive difference because it would make it much easier for ships to blind depth charge I, you. I, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind <clears throat> ping as like a consumable ping. A ping should be going out from the sub in a 360 degree. At the moment, it's just a focused, focused um, thing, but it should be spammable. You should be able to say, I want to um, target acquisition this vessel, give me five pings, so you can five pings for your homing, but then it's got a cooldown of 45 seconds. You can't constantly ping, it would be good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've lost my train of thought now. I had something I was about to spew out, but then you interrupted me. <laughs> I, I still think, now that, that was for how to prove interactions from, in general. So, um, for my opinion, that that would make it a little bit easier for surface vessels, probably tougher for submarines, um, but good, better players would overcome that. But I still think the key thing for surface vessels for interaction with submarines in general is the re the refusal for wargaming never to have another key for the DCP. I look at a ship like Austin that has 57 consumables. Um, apparently CVs couldn't use a DCP for the CV whilst they were flying because they, were, they couldn't 
user consumable. <laughs> so I, I still don't get why we can't have a button to break a sonar. Like you put up whatever you want to call it, some crappy mechanic, um, just just to break it. it. It's absolutely stupid. Imagine being in a Schlieffen or Kremlin, having five DCPs at max if you've got um, the skills for it, and then suddenly... I've got a submarine on me. He's pinged me. He's if, the, if it's a good submarine, he'll ping, 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 fire one or two torps. Not all five or six. So you burn a DCP. He pings you again. Then he fires another two. And he constantly does it because I think I worked out on the tier 10 below. You can you can reload your tubes in every 35 seconds or so. That, that's nearly kamikaze levels at tier 10. So you could ping, fire two tubes, ping, fire two tubes. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah, and I think this is my main problem with the, the submarine class in general is that Wargaming's done a lot of work, a lot of effort, collating a lot of data just to try and balance submarines without actually doing anything for the surface vessels. Uh, and, and like, the, the DC, linking it to the DCP was just a... Like, that's lazy design. That's something it's that, so that, lazy. That, that that's something that the first year graduate teaching I was gonna say, yeah, primary some, school will come up with. That's something one of the interns said, Oh, why don't we just link it to the DCP? And they went, Oh yeah, it'll do. No worries. And and that and that was that. I was like, fuck, are they actually giving any thought to the plight of the service vessel? They're they're food. They're food. The surface vessels are food for everything. <laughs> yeah, don't don't you know they have such low hit points? They need it. Mm. Uh, so we, we've we've talked about it. Look, I know Bex brought up the point before that we don't have submarines in ranked, and we wonder how many players are just playing ranked and even failing at ranked at promos or ranked two just to continuously play rank, or they get to gold and they're just playing regardless if they've got the, all their rewards because they don't want to play with submarines. Um, it, it really would be interesting to get the number of figures that were playing ranked now where submarines not available compared to when they were in ranked and they were testing. I'd love to know that. Yeah, that'd be. I'd be very curious to know that. I wonder if Wargaming get release that information. Probably not. <coughs> Probably not. Do you think we'll ever see them in clan battles and dare I say it, in King of the Sea for ultimate testing purposes? Not not when they're live because they're still in testing. Well, I would have said no to King of the Sea, but Wargaming control that now. So yeah, yeah, I reckon we will, um, and I think we'll see them in clan battles. Probably not soon, but um, when they think they've got them in the right place, then it'll happen. Oh, so how how do wargaming go forward here? Like me personally, I I, I don't have the figures. I, I don't have how much products invested into the R and D, how many man hours for art department, for mechanic design, coding all of this, and so forth. So it it it, it could be thousands of man hours, but is it does it come to a point where they go? It's not popular. Even though we've got people playing it, yes, people are trying it out because we're giving them a free boat at tier 10 that they should never have access to at tier 8. Regardless of that, it's not really popular. Not We're not seeing the results. Do we just release it and hope it works? Or can they walk away? Just say, no, nah, it's failed. We'll bring into operations or we'll try and still get them into the game somewhere, but it's going to take time. I think that they could, but the real question is, would they? And... Again, I'm kind of just leaning on no, both from the perspective of, as you said, it, it, it's a monetary investment and it's a time investment. And it has been a significant amount of both. They're not just going to sit there and be like, well, 
you know, we've tried for three years. Yeah, uh, a lot no, of money went into this. It's, it's two and a half not years. Like, yeah. Like, even for my professional job where we, we've spent a year and a half just developing something, and it, it was a huge amount of hours of people's times and so forth, and people need it, and you've rolled it out. and But that, that's because everyone needed it, so from a work perspective. But they, they've spent a lot of time especially the uh, like the underwater we didn't get a map for close to a year that that's like i don't know how many people work in that department and so forth or coding but it, it, it chewed up a big chunk of their resources and the other thing that i that kind of pops into my mind is at, at, overall as a trend in a lot of these gaming industries and from these gaming companies uh if they want to push something Nine times out of ten, they don't give two fucks about popular feedback or what the players think or say. They they do if the game ultimately fails, they'll rue those decisions. But then, ah, but no, look, we're players. We we play this. We play games to have fun. I don't play World yeah. of Warships because um, I'm driven to do it. Like I, I play it because I have fun in the game. But there, if there comes a point where I don't have fun. I've got plenty of other games I can go to. As a streamer, I've got plenty of other games I can stream, you know. I'm not beholden to this one game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's how it's going to go. And I've found myself in recent months spending a lot more time in other games. I'm not cheating on Wargaming. I still come back and, you know, (laughs) dip my finger in every now and then just to keep her happy. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's getting to a point where it's not as enjoyable as it used to be. Yep. What and are you uh, What are you playing, Bexy? Uh, well, I still play Company of Heroes, the original, um, from time Good to time game. because I, I love that game. And um, uh, a little bit of Eve Online, although that, that, that that's sort of fading for me again. It's just it's too much of a time sink. Um, I downloaded a game yesterday, which was free on the Epic Game Store. Man Eater. Have you seen that? <laughs> I saw the link. I have not, no. It's so funny, dude. You're a shark, and you just go around terrorizing beaches. <laughs> there's a, um, there's, speaking of epic games, Borderlands 3 was just given away, and so was the, I think it was the first Wolfenstein. Yes, Both I got the those. New, New Order is a terrific game, yeah. Yes, New Order, that's what it is. Both of those are fucking incredible games. See, and th- this is the problem with submarines, going back to this, in that... You, you, you guys, you guys, no, 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 it's okay. You guys are talking about games that you're passionate about, coming out with a good story, good mechanic. No one's saying that about submarines. No. I, I, I mean, well, nobody is a strong term. Yeah, as we said before, we'll maintain. There's, there's people who enjoy the class. There's people who enjoy playing it. The vast majority of us just don't share that. Yeah. Uh, perspectives. I, I would have said there's a bigger outcry from the player base to get the, for more operations, new ones, or even getting back old ones like Cherry Blossom. Or... Give me they, Cherry Blossom. They've please. been promising. They've been promising those operations for for months now, and they they're still not back. I mean, that was meant to be that was meant to happen in the first quarter of this year. That we um, got Cherry Blossom back. That's all saying. There is more demand for operations. There are for submarines. So it. God, I, think, I miss Cherry Blossom. Look, yeah, I, I really think 
even if they brought the operations out this patch, it still wouldn't make a difference with subs coming in. But I'm just they're misreading what their player base are requesting. But moving on from that, we initially had three nations to test. So we had the US subs, we had the German subs. And funnily enough, who remembers this? We had the Soviet subline. They had the longest range torps. I remember the tier 10 was 12 or 14 Ks. The slowest reload, that is true. But they had the most damaged torpedoes. So one or two torps will clap a cruiser. My big concern with this entire submarine, like I've seen with um, most of the, the Soviet line releases, are uh, that they come out after something's been better down. So say we finally got to a natural balance point for submarines and we accepted them. Suddenly the next line released is the Soviet um, submarines and they have a bullcrap mechanical thing that absolutely breaks the game. Nakamov, 12km radar, Petra Pavlovsk, anything at Nevsky, anything stupid like that. I, I, I've just got a fear that... We, we finally get it. We finally get it better down to a place and there'll be something stupid that would just break it out from that is, particular line. Is the is the most famous Russian submarine at the moment, would that be the Moskva currently sitting on the bottom of the Black Sea? <laughs> uh, no, we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't I, talk about I think that it's the, the Kursk missing the first 100 feet or so. Oh, um, come on, gents. No, no, no. In, <laughs> in, in, no, we don't talk about that. Well, I'll I mean, Soviet, they're Soviet subs. No, they're 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 Russian. They're Russian. We're not talking about minor politics. Um, so I really have a fear that we'll get a new line in, and it's going to have a gimmick that will just not being tested or considered. That the designers think will be fun and engaging. I wonder what it could be. I I I would like to speculate. Like if it, maybe it's an underwater radar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm waiting Underwater for the twelve-kilometer radar. Hmm, I, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the steel-capable Soviet-era submarine that will surface to launch U.S. torpedo bombers that do fifty k torps every three minutes as a consumable. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it just it's just cruise missiles. That's all it is. <laughs> Eat shit, Yamato. The oh my god! Remember that? Uh, what was that? That game F eighteen. I think that had a submersible carrier in it. <laughs> The um the Japanese had a very very large submarine that had float planes that was considered capable of air attacks. That's something that I know is also going to be coming eventually. Capable is a different word from real. Yeah, it did. I remember it could launch eight planes, but imagine the armament, the mixed armament and fuels you need to put onto a submarine. That's tender oh, yeah. to do that. Then there's that French sub that has the two o threes. Mm. The Sercouf, that's the one, yes. Yeah. And then it got ran over by a fishing trawler. <laughs> oh. So there's, there's the counter. We oh, need, we, yeah, we, just, we, we, need, we need fishing trawlers. The there's actually a history tangent. One of the biggest problems that a submarine faces uh, leaving port, and this has been consistent pretty much throughout submarines history, one of the biggest problems that they face leaving port is getting caught up in trawler nets. Because they don't know that they're caught in the trawler net because it's just hooked on the front of their submarine on the bow. And they'll pull the trawler along. So that's funny little conundrum, funny little tie-in there. There's a, there's a story of a fishing trawler that got dragged from New York up to Massachusetts by a submarine leaving a base. 
Well, there's there's actually, a, and I'm trying to think what it is now. I can't remember it, but I saw it on Fox recently. There's a TV show. Um, it's a modern modern day one uh, about a, a Royal Navy submarine. And the first scene in this of this series, uh, they do just that. They they hook up in a in the fishing net of a of a fishing trawler and quite graphically drag it under the water with them and uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and kill everyone on board. And it's uh, it's really quite impressive. That it's I've got to find out what the TV show is. Bear with me. Well, there's okay. uh, there's there's been a few instances of that um, because again, you, you don't know what you're doing. And the trawler crew isn't going to be, oh, yes, obviously, we've caught a nuclear submarine. Or obviously, yes, it's a submarine. They're thinking, no, what the they, fuck, they, the boat's they, getting closer to the water. They, uh, they, they caught a gaijin from um, Pacific Rim as it drags it underwater. They caught the big fish. Should I cut the net? Should I cut the net? No, don't cut the net. It's big fish. We need, we need this to pay off the boat. And then the boat sinks and four people drown. You're like, all right, not the best idea. As Bexy phones up this show, and we're wrapping up the submarines here, do you have any final thoughts on submarines, Greeny? Positive or negative? Stay in operations. Get out of randoms. I don't want you in randoms right now. Um, I'll give Bex... Sorry, go. I was going to say that that's that's really it. And it's for all the reasons that we've listed um the spotting sucks the interaction between surface ships and subs sucks yep um yeah i'll, I'll get Bex's opinion when he's um back in a second from googling my opinion is um i look i operations yes i, I know they're probably going to be here to stay they, they're not going to pull the plug on them but operations or some game modes like the convoys great bring them in um, me in good conscience, I will not play them on stream. I hate the class with a passion. I won't even put a YouTube or a video on them. Um, their interactions are terrible. I'd, I'd rather play FDR on stream than ever play a, a submarine, and I never play CVs on stream. Yeah, I um, I wouldn't miss them if they left, that's for sure. Uh, but um, I don't... Um, I mean, I think we've covered it pretty much. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> Did you find that but show? I'm still looking. I can't find it. We'll get back to you on that show one moment. Um, just, yes, just hold on one second. Yep. <clears throat> waiting for Bexy. But well, while we're waiting for Bexy, Greeny and I will uh, move on. We've had a few dev blogs. We've had a few dev blog news in the last week. Believe it or not, there's been a whole spade. Um, big one. Big ones around the camos. Camos and signal changes. So it has been announced. This is going to incur, occur in um, patch release 0.11.6 of the game so 11.5 is dropping this week coming so midweek so you're going to have five weeks because the patch will last for four weeks so you're going to have five weeks before this patch will drop and final oh, thoughts no. on that greenie uh, is it ready to look it's it's pretty simple it's pretty simple conversion everything seems like it will be more in the players favor for xp and credits and oh i, I personally think it's it's good to go i i don't yeah i don't have any i haven't really read unfortunately i haven't read the patch notes i've been studying for a, a, a school exam i barely even played games but um, I just, the, the reason I said, oh, no, is I think it was last episode. We were both like, yeah, this is going to be something. It's going to be quarter three, quarter four. And then the next week it's, hey, shitheads, you're wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. I, I found it. No. What is it? It's called Vigil. And, Vigil. Uh, yeah. It's a really good show. It's, um, it's, it's basically 
all on a modern submarine, Royal Navy sub. But the first scene is uh, is tremendous. So you can probably find that on YouTube if you want to. I'll, I'll have to go. I'll have to. If we can find a link, I'll include it in the description. We're going to have to look it up and give it a watch as well. I'll see what I can mm. do. So, just while we're on the camo and signal changes, um, what are a must-buy before the drop? If if you if you have played enough clan battles or you're ranked the god, I still recommend the USS Black permanent camouflages. Um, you get 150% free XP to the commander currently. That will be converted moving forward into new XP format. We mentioned the special Kobayashi camos for the key and the Roma they're worth getting is there anything else you think greeny people should try and get their hands on if they can i i i don't yeah i'd say i'd say get the premium camos before they change them yes because they're going to cost um, double for the same effect as yeah they are now yeah so uh if, hopefully if you're fortunate like me and your birthday's coming up uh yeah just get get gold get get the balloons get perma camos how old are you turning greeny uh, I am turning 20... Wait a minute. One, two, three, <laughs> four. I think. 24. 24. Once, listen, once you get past 21, you don't care because it just gets more and more depressed. No, 25 is a milestone because you can rent a car in the US. What, what, that, why, why is 21 just, a milestone? Because we drink from 18 down under. I drank from 18. To, actually, no. In case there's any policemen listening. I was a good law-abiding oh, wait, citizen, sorry, yes. and I did not a drink. I did not drink. I'm a good boy. Actually, I well, I'm not a good boy. At the age of 15, when I used to go out to some birthday parties, I still remember fun. I still got photos of me passed out on someone's front lawn after <laughs> drinking an entire bottle, 700ml bottle of red Sambuca. Cannot touch Sambuca to this day, but I sculled that. I was... Class and I, I, I was a bit of a. I, I liked my alcohol back when I was in my 15, 16, 17s. It's a wonder I have functioning brain cells. My clearly, clearly so did your wife, mate. So. <laughs> I met her in my late 20s. Thank you very much. <laughs> my, my favorite part about heavily drinking after you've recently, of course, legally become of age, because here on the official Salt Chips and Scuttlebutt podcast, no, actually, never mind. I can't even finish that. I drank when I was <laughs> underage, too. The, the fucking charades up. Um, my favorite part was just teleporting. Like, I, I drink at the lighthouse with my friends, then I just wake up in my yard. And it's like, huh, how did how did this happen? My legs aren't tired. How did I get here? You've got a skill that, that was... anyone's not, no one's aware of. Oh, it's great. I have fast travel in real life. I just smash I just smash back a bottle of, of like Smirnoff vodka or just cheap vodka or something and then it's I don't know where I'm gonna end up, but I'm gonna get there and I'm it's gonna be great. Yes. But to get back on topic, permacamos, yes, load yep. up on permacamos. If you are like myself and griefer and you have a shitload of flags, all those are gonna be converted into nice little boosters that's gonna be nice. Yep. But the perma camos are where the men are made, I think. Oh, Jesus. Um yes, yeah, so that's coming. Also in eleven point six is meant to be an AI update. For those who enjoy co-op, you'll probably enjoy that. Bots aren't meant to ram each other or islands and CVs are actually meant to be have a brain. Um big one th- the naval base i don't know if anyone read this in the devlog 330 but naval base is adding a new building to the port called the secret naval base which will provide economic bonuses to super ships now correct me if i'm wrong i thought the whole p 
purpose of super ships was to be a expensive and be expensive to run because they wanted to fix the economy but now we're having a level one naval base plus 10 percent experience gained when playing super ships the cost is eighty thousand oil 10 percent experience is pretty impressive i'm not gonna lie level two minus 15 percent to the super ships acquisition cost well that, that that's useless because most most of clans that can afford the 80 and then the 160,000 oil of this will already have um, super ships everywhere in their port level three plus 50 percent of free experience for the super ships that will cost 320,000 oil wow <laughs> Yeah, I um, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. They're turning around with the economic ramifications of running super ships. Um, it's literally just tier eleven now. <laughs> it's it's I, officially tier eleven. I I can't seem to make um to make any credits these days, uh, and I've got lots of camos and lots of signals, and I find it very difficult to um like with the amount of signals I'm having to buy, like India deltas and. Uh, what have you, um, that, yeah, actually accumulating enough credits to buy super ships and now uh, and and actively use them um, is quite difficult. So... Um, you just don't don't buy, um, don't equip flags in um, randoms. Be like 9 tenths oh. of the play base and detonate in your Satsuma and say, oh, yeah. look, I had fun. Yeah, well, I may have to resort to that. <laughs> there's, there's something I, else. I, I still make credits quite comfortably. Even resetting lines and going through it, I still can easily make a good 100 million credits per month. There's something else in this dev blog that um, I, I'd like to just bring up here. A quite possibly the most gaudy camo I've ever <laughs> seen in game for a perma camo for the incomparable. What in the yellow ZZ zigzag shit is this? If you haven't seen... It looks like an Azul Lane camo gone wrong. If you haven't seen this um, camouflage, go look at devblog number 330, halfway down. That, uh, it, is a, it is a flex camo, that one. It is. A, I it's love called it. Ahead I of the Future. No, it's got like... It's, it looks like an Azul Lane. It looks like they've got like a little blue neon on the turrets. It is... It's got school bus camo yellow gone wrong like my, no, my favorite not. part is it's like a heart monitor right you have the zigzag up and down and then in the middle of the ship it's flatlining and then i think it zigzags more towards the i love i want this camo i love this camo i love these big stupid gaudy camos that you can get it's like, like a the it's like a degrass factor school bus it is <laughs> and that, but it got like height surgery it's longer now it's incredible oh now and something something oh yeah keep going keep going i was also going to mention the the we're also i think we're going to get a cool looking event here with the british battle cruisers i think it's going yes. to be kind of steampunk-esque the hawk just got a nice perma camel and right underneath that if you're scrolling through the dev blog uh, or when you're scrolling through the dev blog are three of the quite possibly most english looking fucking people i've ever seen in existence i, I don't well, one of them reminds me of johnny depp but we'll leave that one alone i don't mind the steampunk look i actually think that would suit no the I, British I, I think it's cool too I really do. I really hope it's something centered around uh, the Industrial Revolution in, in Great Britain. I think that would be really fucking cool. Now, something that's been three years long overdue is the American destroyers will continue to be updated, but 
they're, they're all Samson, Wix, Clemson, Nicholas, Farragut, and Sims, but probably classes of vessels I don't play on very much. Like, I, I haven't remembered the last time I took out a Nicholas, like, or a Farragut even. Wait, I, I lie. Tier 6 season of clan battles. But it, I, I think this rework is so long overdue, it's not even funny. No, yeah, I, I, I very much agree. Uh, I don't know why they're rolling this out in two waves with the um, basically the tier two through six and the Sims getting a rework. Yep. And then we're going to get the other ones later, I guess. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm still just very happy that it's taking place as well. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys read DevBlog 331. I'm just I'm just going to take a quick uh, highlight of one particular... We're getting a few new ships to test in 11.6, so that's in five weeks. We've got a German vessel, the Anhalt, which is a BB. We have a, a, a um, Spanish premium T10 destroyer, the Alvero de Bazan. If anyone wants to correct me they of my um, pronunciation, they can and won't go through its statistics, but we get... A European super destroyer, the Delana. So, um, think of a Halland. Halland, a great DPM, great AA. So the main difference between this ship and its predecessor, the Halland, is that it gets an additional turret, which gives it one of the best damage per minute of her type. So she gets three Halland turrets. I mentioned the DPM. In addition to this, it gets the high-speed, long-range, low-damage European torpedoes. And then it can also swap to a slow and not the most... It says not the most long-range torpedoes with increased damage. So basically, I think you they're charge... I think they're ten Ks. There's so when they say not so long, that's the short range. Is ten Ks is still good for a Holland. Yes. Or oh, sorry, a Delans. It, um, it literally just looks like a Holland hate fucked like a Yamagiri. But it's, it's. I think it's. I'm gonna love taking this thing out against CVs. It still gets repair party, defensive AA, fearless brawler. You DPM against CVs. I want to deplane a Nakamov. That is my life goal for this year. Completely deplane a Nakamov. The Nakamov can go crying into his box of tissues. Yeah, Jersey Swirsky is going to have a great time in that one. <laughs> oh, and look, they're talking about premium submarines, and this this is what scares me because I think it was Resource Mind, um, sorry, Data Mind, about the the submarine that goes underwater at fifty three knots. We're now getting premium submarines introduced into testing, and this is what scares me. That sub, they believe submarines are ready for production. I mean, there, there's something else here on the dev kind of dev blog here that uh, a lot of people didn't see. The main armament of this submarine is composed of six torpedo tubes with long-range torpedoes in the bow of the hull. That's cool. Okay. As well as, wait a minute, a 140-millimeter <laughs> caliber gun with sap shells under direct player control. So not only can you shotgun somebody, you can shoot them with what's essentially going to be a saluting gun. Oh, and because it's hopefully Japanese, it's a high DPM. Dude, it's 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 Japanese 140. It's gonna have no range. It's gonna have range, but it's gonna have absolutely no reload. I don't know what this is gonna be, but it's gonna be funky to see. So this this is where you surface. You fire your gun. You submerge when your gun's ready. You surface. <laughs> you become a yo-yo. <laughs> Then, then you get hit with potatoes. You get hit with potatoes. You lose your submarine. No, I can see how this goes. I can see. How well, this you goes. fire your torps, your shotgun. Someone's at hundred hit points. You sap him to death, and then you just create the memes. Dude, if you get sapped to death by an I fifty six, 
I need to take your man card. I I don't I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to be rude, but I'm gonna fucking cut that shit in half like a disgruntled state trooper, man. You don't deserve it. Yeah. Oh. Look, we we've got a lot of content coming. We're getting the British battle cruisers coming in eleven point five, I believe. Um Yeah, nothing to get too excited about there, I can tell you. I haven't played what them, do you so I don't mean? The British... I'm intensely interested in the British Battlecruisers. As long as they don't HD spam, I'll find out when they're released. I, I don't test them, so that way I, I can't say anything negative on something like the podcast or stream. Now, moving on to a popular segment of mine. Bexy, we introduced... Grinny and I introduced this um, segment not long ago. Boats We Hate... And I have personally picked upon the T8 Pan-Asia Cruiser Tech Tree, the Harbin for today. Why do I hate this boat, you may say? T8, so it's going to see a lot of T10, as well as T6 at times. Its, it's guns are actually pretty good for a light cruiser. It's got 5 by 230 millimeters, good DPM. Um, its issues are like all the Pan-Asia. It has no hydro, so yes, she has smoke, she has defensive AA, she has torpedo reload with deep water torps. She has no hydro. She has a main battery firing range of 13.5 kilometers. Now, at tier rate, how many things do you think could spot you at 13.5 kilometers if you smoke up blatantly in front of them? A lot. <laughs> what is the smoke for you? Oh, off the top of my head. You've now caught me there. Uh, it's probably going to be pretty low. Probably, I'd, I'd probably be under fives. Okay, um, so thereabouts, yeah. That I could not tell you. I don't have that information at hand. Apologies. I don't I don't hate this ship. I'd... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure why. I mean, I don't, I, I don't honestly use it. But it's, it's basically, it's basically like a Super Atlanta, isn't it? No, you use it. You got no hydro, so you got a long smoke that's got a long cooldown. You sit in your smoke. It's got terrible acceleration, so you don't want to be moving backwards because the problem with the smoke is you get torped. You have no hydro. The torps are picked up late. You get clapped. Um, you've got no heal. So you get clapped. You get you get cruisers that push in with twelve or ten k radar. Your acceleration is bad. You get clapped. It looks like it's going to be pretty reliant on doing damage with torpedoes too. It is. It literally, this entire line, I believe, has better utility at spamming torpedoes and only really dropping their smoke onto a BB that's pushing them stupidly. But um, it, it's. It, it, well, sometimes it does when you when you're blessed by RNG. But in all honesty, I, I honestly think this is probably the worst T8 Tech Tree cruise. I'd rather take out the Talon that Greeny blasted the other week than over the Harbin. Blasted? You're acting like it doesn't deserve it. It doesn't. I enjoy the Talon. Well, you're wrong, and <laughs> that's that's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You're so incorrect. Dramatic. Dude, I'm an American. I have to be arrogant. It's how it works. Be- before before I go online, they gave me a they gave me a rule book. Be arrogant. Mention you got to the moon, and everybody who isn't in America, just call them communists. So I'm I'm, I'm following my manual. Hashtag freedom. Yep, exactly. We're num- number one, America. Number one. We got to the moon. You didn't. What a shame. Did you? Now, I've seen enough documentaries that say you didn't even get there. It was just a whole stage production. Well, your country's upside down, and <laughs> I don't know. That's that's really just it. Dingo ate me, baby. Who, anyway, enjoys, t- who enjoys Tim Tams? 
Listen, food is ubiquitous, all right? Food is ubiquitous across <laughs> all borders. Food all has right. no borders. All right, all so, right. Getting back on topic, I also picked a ship, and it's actually one that is near and dear to my heart, one that I have played this week for all of two battles, <laughs> the El Torigo. I'm not even going to pronounce it correctly. The Luca Torigo. I don't Luca. care. She's a scout class destroyer. Yeah, read the wiki. Go ahead. <laughs> this thing's terrible. The guns have the range of somebody with leprosy who wants to throw a baseball. You have seven and a half kilometers range. AFT. Which I can un- understand. Yeah, I don't have AFT. Um, but I'm tr- I'm basing all of these judgments, by the way, off a six-point captain in two randoms games. So <laughs> I am a reputable source. Um, I hate the guns. I didn't really feel comfortable engaging anything and i suck with torpedoes so even though the torpedoes have a nice reload and they have a good range i didn't hit anything which angers me because i have a caveman brain uh, i, lo- I love i love the anti-aircraft on this according to the numbers that mean no- nothing um it's aa strength is 11 medium range aa is 3.5 kilometers it does dps of 67 you you have you have two dual 37s and you have a whopping eight dual 13.2 millimeter the, the short the guns. short range does 1.5 kilometers with dps of 106 but my I, god i think you... me yelling obscenities at oncoming aircraft would be more effective <laughs> than the italian tier seven El Torigo, El Targetto, El Torigo. We sounds like your car brand. We um, <laughs> we we did discuss that the good thing. One of the good thing about the Italian DDs and the short range sap detection is because your detection is seven point five. You get into a knife fight. The minute you get out that seven point five range, they can't see you anymore. So you, you can't yeah. go dark. But it, it it's a tough it's a tough boat to play at times. Yes. Yeah, and the other thing that really kind of makes it not enjoyable at Tier 7 is the amount of sweaty Belfast and sweaty Atlanta players uh, who just play those ships almost exclusively. You're saying that because your gun range is 7.5, you don't like sailing into 6K, getting radared, and then playing Dodge the Piñata? It, it doesn't even have to be 6 kilometers. What's what's the fucking, what's the range on... on A5. Yeah, you don't even have to be... So I can just get radared out of my gun range, if I don't have AFT, and just kind of be sitting there and be like, Hey, alright, hi, how you doing? Um, don't shoot me. I'm going to run away now with my 20 second speed boost. Granted, you run like crack when you're, when you have your speed boost, which is really nice. Um, we, we, we should set each other a challenge here, Greeny. I I will play uh, a one single game with you in discord and I'll record it of the Luca Torigo to show you that can be playable. If you play one of the Harbin for me. You fucking... Pre- I have just enough free XP to get it, but I really don't want to spend it on that. You don't have make to agree. Me play the Chimpera? No, no, I'm a man. As we said, as we established at the beginning of the story, Mama Green ain't raised no fucking bitch. You're on. All right. Hey, Bixie, as a special guest, we haven't really um, done this before. Do you have a boat that you absolutely hate? Tech Tree or Premium? We've already done the FR25. Um. Okay that I absolutely hate. I'm going to go, just let me have a look. I'm, in, I'm actually in my port right now. So I'm just having a quick 
quick browse through, and there are about 300 ships, so bear with me. <laughs> I, I think it's like, – the only one I absolutely hate that it's at a high tier uh, is and, – and tier nine anyway – is it's got to be the old favourite, Marlborough. Um, oh. And and I'm I'm really getting sick to death of seeing these things in ranked and <laughs> and and they just fail horribly. Um, Greeny's got a clan mate that says it's a good boat. Go on, Greeny. Well, no, no, he only plays it when he's drunk. You need to add that caveat. He only yeah, plays it when he's drunk. Well, not not to steal one of Greeny's lines, but he's clearly wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're talking like an American now. This is incredible. You guys can learn. Oh my goodness! Um, I, and, and it's sort of—it's a shame because, like, I'm looking at it in port now with its special camo. It's actually quite a quite a pretty thing to look at, regardless of all yeah. its buffs. But it would need every one of those signal flags, like it's wearing about 150 of them, <laughs> to be remotely effective. Um, yeah, I want to know what it needs. It needs to not have even worse turret angles than the GK. Oh, no, the lion, work. the lion. Remember the lion's no, turret angles? the Marlboro has turret angles like the GK, and it makes me want to just burn everybody ever affiliated with the design it, of this ship. It, it promotes that it's it. got 16 barrels, but you can only really fire eight unless you want to get clapped. <laughs> but that, well, that's yeah. it. Like the Mecklenburg has got bad angles as well, really bad angles. But that's, yeah. actually, a, that's actually a good ship. This, this thing has got bad angles. Okay, you could live with that, but it has no armor. Like every like, Masashi's look at you and just laugh. <laughs> it's a they, British battleship. It gets thirty two everywhere. They don't care. Oh, it just gets overmatched like a bastard. So uh, considering people actually paid doubloons for this, and I, I've I've been saying it wasn't worth it. So for those that did, uh, my sympathies. The only way I, you can I, make I, it work is to spam HE, and, uh, and oh yeah, and, and it doesn't have good HE. Yes, all right. There's a lot of shells, but they're inaccurate. Uh, and the fire chance is abysmal when it comes to Royal Navy battleships at like 24%. So it's like half as effective as a Conqueror yep. getting fires or a Lion. Um, yes, it's pumping out a lot more shells, but it's a shotgun. Dispersion's not the best either. No, it's awful. So, uh, so yeah. That, yeah, that it's, be, it's got a main battery of 1.4. That's really bad. Awful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would not miss that ship at all. It's in my port purely so I never pick it up in a Santa crate. <laughs> So when Be when Be when Bexy does occasionally stream, remember request oh, him yeah. to play the Marlboro. Oh yeah, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm doing. I haven't streamed in months, so I'm yeah. waiting. I'm and... going to be spawn camping your stream now. <laughs> well, see now, now I won't stream because like just the idea of having to do that will stop me from streaming. <laughs> Well, yeah, but eventually you'll forget, and I won't because I've just made a notification and a reminder on my phone. So you're <laughs> fucking the second you go live, I'm just jumping in. I must say, look, look, <coughs> looking at the Royal Navy premium ships, they got they've actually got a fair few premium ships. Unlike the some of the other lines, a lot of their premium ships, um, Gallant, London. Um, you just look at it and go, why? Why? Like, I, look, I can play the Gallant. I'll play the London Tiger 59. I'm being requested, thank you, Grant Wyatt, to play that a lot. But there's a lot of boats that you just go, why did they even bring this out? I, I remember during the Tier 6 clan battle season, somebody's like, hey, yo, the London, the London, we play the London. And then I was like, all right, we can play one game in this stupid ship I've never heard of. And then I just watched it get crip walked at by a by a Wong 
Huang Hei. Huang Hei, Huang like, Hei. Okay, that is... Hmm, that is never coming out again. Do I have one in my poor old oh, fuck? I do. Cur- curse you, Christmas cranes. Oh, so I'd never fucking buy this thing willingly. Yeah. Ah, there's so many. They, they, they got some good ones in there for the premium, but uh, look, the, oh, Mar- the, the Marlboro will agree with Bex. It is a special case of. Never like get the Exeter? It. But the love people, the Exeter. The people that Exeter's defend good. it, like, the people I love that the defend Exeter. Marlboro, have they got, like, Stockholm Syndrome or something? I mean,. Like, it's objectively bad. I I can't understand I, how people could possibly defend this shit. I think they're used to defending the credit card charge to their wife or significant <laughs> other. So they go on the World of Warships form, and that's just what they did. That's, that's just what... That's just what they, like, return to. Oh, it's, it's good for the game. 16 guns! Oh. Like, I don't, I don't play T5 very often at all, but the Agincourt at T5... Agincourt that, that, is that, good fun. That is fun! You've got, like, 14 barrels, no AA, and submarines, what are they? But you've got the, uh, secondaries that will light four fires on an enemy battleship that comes within 8.3 kilometers of you. It, it, it is hilarious. Dreadnought's fun. I, I enjoy playing the Dreadnought. The Dido's fun, even though it's yep. not Oh, good. yes. I, I remember using using Agincourt in the Brawl season a little while ago. That was really good for that, wasn't it? There was. Was it three v three brawls? I think it was. Yeah, we're getting brawls coming in eleven point six, but they're two v two. But like, I, I got the Campbelltown as a collector's boat. I'll, I'll never use it, but considering how it rammed, um, oh, what was the dry dock Isn't report? No, the, no. the dry dock San is there. No, no Lahav. The big dry dock in Brest, which is oh, not. I can't remember the port that it rammed, but it rammed one I was in France. The, it was a command. It was a commando raid in the Second World War, and they give me, used give me, the Campbelltown give me two seconds. to I'm looking it up. ram a dry dock to deny it to the Germans. But yeah, just yeah, Bexy, that that I've got to agree. The Marlboro is a Saint Nazaire. Saint Nazaire got it right. There we go. Interesting little bit of um, if you don't know that about the Campbelltown scene, we've got that destroying game. It, it's it, it's pretty underwhelming. That's why it was probably selected as a obsolete DD for this mission that it conducted. But now that would be a good operation in game in a way. Uh, you, uh, not, you, don't, not, you don't happen to have like be in port at the moment looking at the Argent Corps, do you? I've got it up yeah. on sh- ship tool ST. Because I'm just I, looking I'm at, at, at the top of those two little towers, the little um, crow's nests. Little I boxes. Mean, what straw do you have to draw to get into that? I, that would be a <laughs> terrible place to be in a firefight. It, it, I, yeah, I mean that's what it was like during World War One. The other thing is, is something that a lot of people don't remember is a lot of these early battleships. If you're up in the, uh, if you're up in the crow's nest, you're gonna die by like thirty five because it's all coal smoke that you're breathing in. Oh, nice. From mm. yeah, so you know, I got have, the black lung fun. paw. Yeah, you get you get popcorn lung, and then it's all right. There you go. Pop pop has to go breathe through. Ah, it's just not good. But yeah, it's not fun. Never thought of that. So that's an interesting um, bit of history. Yeah. One thing that I don't see a lot of. We got the Cossacks, so we got a lot of Royal Navy battleships and even cruisers, but we don't get many destroyers. We got the Druid, we got the Cossack, but the premium and the Gallant. The the Gallant. I'm not even going to talk about that. That can be a hit and miss, but we don't get many premium Royal Navy destroyers. Mm. Um, Dido, destroyer leader, I guess. But... It's a cruiser. 
Yeah, it's a yeah. light anti-aircraft cruiser that then the Royal Navy toyed with the ideas of making it a destroyer leader and then committed to that for about six months. And they're like, no, 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 this is a cruiser. Mm. So then they went back to making it a cruiser. It's weird. Oh. Anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there. I must say a thank you, Bexy, for joining us again for this um, whirlwind stop. by. We'll probably have you on intermittently throughout the podcast, but it was lovely to have you on again, sir. Been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Greeny. Not a problem. I was just going to say, hopefully, Beck picks up more Americanisms and more arrogance the next time. It'd, it'd be good to have, you know, more yeah, Americans but on the we, we, we don't get keyloggers locked onto our computer down oh, you upside bitch. down. I've, I've actually I've actually put up a five star performance on the podcast, done historical <laughs> research, played two games of WoWs, and got rid of the keylogger. The future is now, old man, and I'm the future. <laughs> Which website did you go to to obtain such said keylocker? Uh, it was a porn website. I found it. <laughs> because I am a 20-something man, and I... Never mind. Moving have, on. Have needs. I have needs. I, th- I, need thought you were, I, thought, I thought you were supporting another Wells streamer um, webpage, but we'll leave that one alone. Mm. Anyway... See you all next week. (laughs) Take care. We'll see you on the sea.